Hello everyone! Over the next six weeks we're going to be looking into the lives of the liveaboard cruisers, some with loads of experience and others that just finished their first passage. Yes, we've been filming this uh, series for the past six months and it is diverse at looking at uh, people that live on sailing racing catamarans through to people that have built their own boats and uh, people that have sailed around the world fossil free. I hope you enjoyed this first programme with Shockwave. So we are here with, uh, on, the, on board of um, Shockwave, a beautiful, beautiful tramaran with uh, Scott, uh, Serge and Jeff. And this is your boat? Yes. It's an absolute stunner, isn't it? It's nice and sort of bright and blazant. Yes, thanks, thanks, man. <laughs> right, look, we put a bit of work into the, the design of it and uh, you know, we get a lot of good comments about it. Actually, we get mixed comments. I'd say the majority are good. But there are some purists out there who think it's an absolute travesty and a sin against the sailing community putting a big shark's mouth on oh, the front no, of it. It's absolutely fantastic, I think. I we, think it's absolutely brilliant. We like it and it's got some background to it. For um, My background was in the military and I used to be a fighter pilot, so that's where the name Shockwave came uh, from. And the shark's mouth was a symbol put on the early World War II fighters that my squadron used to fly. So oh, uh, that's brilliant. That's so there's a bit of history there as well. Yeah, the Kitty Hawks. Um, and what's your sailing history? Well, basically, after the Optimist, I um, we got this, and I stepped. Nah, there must be something in between. No, I, as a <laughs> kid, I, I built my first boat with my dad at thirteen. Yeah. Which was a double-handed one-on-trap uh, dinghy in Australia, one two five, quite common in Melbourne, Australia. Then I moved on to catamaran, sixteen-foot Gemini, a bit of crewing on Tornado, then crewing on. Monos, Sydney 38s, things like that. And then kept up my own um, competitive sailing on lasers and things like that, which I still love to do today. Yeah. yeah. Um, then I started the ocean racing on a Reynolds uh, XS35 in 2013 and been racing that up until we got Shockwave. Um, and we got beaten up pretty badly on that boat because it was only small, 35 feet in some big oceans makes you feel very vulnerable. very vulnerable. So we up. Uh, we upgraded, we needed to go to a bigger boat, so we went to Paradox. Uh, original original name was Paradox, um, which we um, picked up in Canada. So what made you choose uh, this particular type of trimaran? Because it isn't a fully blown just racing no. boat, is it? It's like a heavy mod with a reef one in it, right. I think is how I would summarise it. So below 15 knots, we get left left for dead with those guys but once the wind comes in we can start to compete on handicap with those guys and indeed we did quite well in a couple of races earlier this year down in the Caribbean before the virus hit uh, and it's a compromise between a, a purist racing boat and a cruising boat so it's uh, it has a little bit of um, you know, living luxuries in it there's a, a double berth underneath you in the stern a double berth forward a little bit of a galley a um, little shower bathroom so there's enough to have a, uh, you know, a family, my family of four on it for a week and feel comfortable. Mm. I think if you were going long distance or uh, for longer periods, you'd probably want something a bit more spacious. How long do you spend on it then uh, with the family? Uh, we've got a week here in the Azores this yeah. week yeah. and we'll do another week in Croatia uh, later in the summer. Yeah. Beautiful Croatia, have you been? No, haven't. No, it is absolutely no. stunning. We bought our boat in Croatia and unfortunately we didn't spend long enough sailing around there. It's absolutely stunning. Yeah. yeah. We lived in Malta for four years yeah. and sailed a lot around Malta, Greece uh, initially, but have not done no. the Eastern Med yet. Yeah. 
Yeah. So tell me a little bit about uh, the, the sort of kind of thrill of sailing a boat like this. Look, I'll be honest, I'm still getting used to this thing. Jeff's probably the guy to talk yeah, to. Well, he's, a, he's a psycho on the helm. I mean, he, he if it's not blowing 30 knots, his heart rate's down at about 40 beats a minute. That's when he starts to get excited. Uh, I think for laypersons like myself or yourself, Simon, you know, 20 knots on this boat's really starting to get excited. Yeah. Exciting. You'll be hitting 30 knots, you know, in the gusts. And uh, the foils, they start working around 16 knots on this boat. So do they actually lift the whole thing out? Or? Um, no, they don't. We don't have a foiling rudder, so they're, okay. they're just they're just reducing the displacement on the boat, but not fully foiling. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it gives a it takes the boat from a uh, 30 knot boat to a 35 knot boat so it's a five knot advantage Incredible. by having the foils yeah, yeah. and uh, they're the big tubey things that go in on the side here sea so foils. like boards, yeah. sea foils yeah. 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 yeah yeah and do you have a little uh, skeg in the middle here uh, we have the main dagger board just forward of the oh, mast the main which is well. huge because yeah. you need to be able to fly the <coughs> main hull and still have uh, lateral resistance so it's very long and uh, that does not have any T sections on it so the only foiling sections you see are the two C foils yeah. and the almonds. Yeah. yeah. Okay. How is it um, cooking during the journeys and these racing zone? How, how does it work? Are you well, buy very lucky to have some culinary experts in our crew so they're not just good sailors they can whip up some wonderful meals and I've got to say there's nothing better than coming off watch you know cold and wet and tired and having a great meal to, yeah. to snack into so yeah, um because you've got a, you've got a little galley it's a little galley but it's an induction stove yeah wow. so it's uh it can cook real quick real yeah. fast yeah. Uh, yeah so that means if it's a you know if it's a rough sea and you're not sitting there for an hour trying to heat your bowl of water yeah. it's only I'm a couple of minutes ask if you fish because at that speed you're not fishing well the guys laugh at me because i do fish and i'm not very good at it meaning I don't yet have a 20 knot marlin, but I'm still trying to catch one, so <laughs> I figure that at that speed anything that can catch the lure is probably worth eating. <laughs> Jeff, tell us a little bit about the performance of the boat. Um, yeah, she's a great piece of kit. It's, a, it's an Orma 60, uh, it's built from an Orma 60 mould, so Orma 60 is a 60 by 60 blasting machine, um, and Shockwave is slightly narrower, same length slightly shorter rig um, so a bit more toned down but but still uh, like Serge was saying once the boat once the winds up above 15 16 knots the boat starts to light up uh, so so top speeds in say 25 knots of wind we could be reaching along at, at 30 plus knots it's quite an incredible speed isn't so, it? yeah top speed we've got on the boat is 37 really uh, with the foil down, fully lit. And, and, and is like, that with uh, uh, just one of the, the floats in the water? Yeah, so the, the boat doesn't put fully foil. These sea foils just um, lift the float out of the water, so the boat's trying to push the float under and put the sea foil down, and it's trying to react against that and lift the float out, which in turn reduces the drag and makes the boat go quick. When you are flying along at uh, 20 or 30 knots, it must be... If you were if you're off watch and trying to sleep, it must be incredibly noisy. Uh, it depends on the point of sail, Simon. So upwind, yes, yeah. it's a it's deafening, and you want to have yeah. some noise cancelling headphones. Yeah. Um, but when we came down here from the UK, we would we were hitting 
25s at times, but it was a following sea and it was it was lovely. It wasn't noisy at all. It was yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And what about the southbound? What sort of uh, sails do you have on the boat? So it's all, um, we've got a, a big jennica that goes on the end. Everything's furling. Yeah. Um, but we've got a big jennica on the end of the bow. Yeah. Uh, that's our downwind, like VMG sailing sail. Uh, one back, we've got a code zero. We call it the J zero, which is a light upwind sail. Uh, we use that below 14 knots of uh, true wind. And then back from that, we've got jib one, two, and three. Right. And um, yeah, jib one we use up to 20 knots. Then we step down to jib two. And j uh, jib three, J3 is storm, yeah. 30 knots plus. And then you've got more traditional mainsail, have you? Traditional reefing lines? Yeah, we've got a nice, we've, Doyle has maximized our sail plan yeah. with the new main. <laughs> we got all new sails. Yeah. So the, yeah, the new mainsail is basically the boom is as low as it will go, and the main goes as far as it can to the end. And the sail is right on the. Actually, and then what is it? Kind of like a big square top or something? Yeah, big, yeah. big yeah. square roach yeah. on the top. Yeah. So. Um, and you've been on the powerful. boat for a long time, haven't you? Yeah, I've been unbelievably. Yeah, I've been on the boat for six years now. Really? Um, yeah. And it's not stopped moving. But, no. uh, yeah, just fantastic for cruising, fantastic yeah. for racing. It's just yeah. an all-round. Uh, yeah, it just ticks the boxes all yeah. around. Yeah. Um, I'm the, the team manager um, at this point and co-skipper. Um, I mean, Jeff, as, as we always say, when we're on the water, Jeff's in control. When we're on the when we're on the land, I'm the one in control. So you're the one um, that books the parties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and actually had the bar windows put in the container so we can actually have a flip-out bar. Oh, fantastic. It's fun. Um, but it must be but, quite a lot of work keeping this this going you know from place to place yeah i mean excuse me the logistical part has been never ending i mean um you know with covid this year uh we left san diego december 27th and got into antigua two weeks before the cmc and you know during the uh the refit just trying to get everything coordinated and all that kind of stuff uh we got stuck in nicaragua for 10 days so i could kind of catch up a little bit um, and then we had a couple races, and then all of a sudden Jeff went home because he hadn't been home since November, right? Um, I had been home since December, and then everything shut down. So yeah. now all of a sudden logistical craziness was, was even more. Um, oh, you mentioned the shipping container, but seriously, you got a shipping container that you ship around with you? Yes, sir. Yeah. We have a, a yeah. brand new 40-foot uh, double-ended container. Yeah. Uh, kegerator. Uh, I was. We were in Malta last year, and uh, we went by the Wizard. Uh, the Wizard guys were in town, and they had their two containers. And we went over, and Serge was kind of like, "Wow, this is cool!" And I'm like, "Yeah, we could, we could really, if we get the, if we get that boat, because we hadn't put the offer in, is if we get that boat, it has a 20 footer, but it's not going to be enough." He goes, "All right." And then we're standing there. And he says, "Back in the day, we had one. We had a bar in and things like that. I'd love to have a bar." And I said to one of the guys from Wizard. You're my witness. You're my witness. We will have a keg. He'll get the first beer. But we literally have these two flip-up doors that come out, two eight-foot doors, and we can make a bar and have everything inside. That's fantastic. You know, we have an air conditioner, a generator. We can be self-sustaining. And it's, it's really a workshop and storage, is it for space? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It has our dinghy, our, our, our big dinghy in it. Yeah. Um, we have a 19-foot hard-bottom rib that helps push the boat yeah. off the docks and yeah. gets all the crew and yeah. 
and yeah. things going there. So exactly. yeah, it's been it's been fun. I mean, it's. I mean, it must be actually quite a fantastic life. You know, I mean, what could be better, really, than yeah. cruising around on a boat like this? Yeah, you know, boss is paying us to go to go play. So, what's been your sort of uh, greatest emotional achievement during this time on the boat? Greatest race, or generally? Yeah, just generally with the boat. Um, you know, when did you just feel like God? I was satisfied by doing. I moved the toilet pump the other day from <laughs> the toilet to the bilge, and it was quiet and didn't come down. We all have those episodes, you know. Yeah, it was a really good day. It's not exclusive for you. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll say mine was uh, for the 600. I mean, this, I, I raced on Chim Chim last year, and we came in from the West Coast of California, and we actually won. Yeah. You know, our first go at the 600, which just to finish is one thing. Jeff was actually on Arethusa, and they were going to be our main competition. Unfortunately, they broke. But we still had some, you know, we had the, the mods and Fujin and a bunch. So we, we won that, and that was just kind of like, ah, for us, right? Coming back, and we brought, I brought half the crew from Chim Chim. They're part of our standard crew now. And that was really kind of our, our goal. And we're out there, we knew we were doing well. Um, at one point, I was driving downwind, and I popped 32 knots, you know, so I broke that club. Which Dumb fall it, it's just you're in the zone, and I, I don't know. It's not been for an hour, and they're like, "You got to come in." I'm like, "No!" I'm like, "You got to come in." It's, it's somebody else's turn. But to get second for that, I mean, with everything, we were racing to the race, yeah. and then at the CMC two weeks prior, we broke the boom, yeah. so we had to fix that. So that was a whole nother logistical thing. So for us to get second um, with a, a team that had, had some of us had all sailed together before, some had not, and to, to come out second, I'm. Guys, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.